Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. It's 6 o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Pam Benjamin. I'm your host, and I'm here. It's good, good stuff. We're going to get through everybody's crappy jokes, new material, and we're going to give nice comments. Please remember that uh, comics are delicate snowflakes, sunflowers, and you don't want to hurt their feelings too much. So we uh, try to make a shit sandwich, right? You got a fluffy brioche bun on the top, nice and toasted, maybe some mayonnaise. And then you put the shit in the middle, and you close it up on there like a nice compliment sandwich. So... Let's all have nice compliment sandwiches for one another, but honesty is the best. And uh, take notes. I'll be taking notes. We have a very special guest today, all the way from L.A. It's Eric Escobar! Yay! Hey, hey. Oh, I'm not really... I was just introducing you before I introduce you. So Eric is going to... He's going to be our special commentary host person today. And he's going to be giving people comments on their sets. He's from out of town. He lives in L.A. He's an amazing comedian down there doing tons of stuff, producing shows, just being a badass. And... uh but what we wanted to do is put him up first so you can see how fucking funny he is, right? Because you're, you're, otherwise you'd be like, who's this asshole giving me comments from L.A.? Zah, fuck that guy. But uh, he's great. Everybody put your hands together right now for Eric Escobar. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, my name's Eric. Hello. I'm an asshole from L.A. Uh, I like how Pam's at LA's like, oh, it's from LA. Like, that's a crowd. It's like, no, we're just, we're just as dirty and shitty as everywhere else. All right, guys, there's more dirt and shit there than everywhere else. Um, yeah, friends, uh, I'm running some jokes just like y'all, uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, I do comedy, but also just started training to be a professional wrestler, which has been pretty fun. It's pretty dope. Um, I had a horrible experience though last week, all right? I had my first match, and my first thing, or the first thing my opponent did was headbutt me right in the dick, all right, guys? And it was the worst, all right? It was horrible, because it was the first time I've seen anyone <laughs> get a concussion. All right, guys? Um, <clears throat> ladies listening, what's up? <laughs> Every wrestler needs a finishing move. I think I got mine. Get the guy's head, throw it into the mat. Uh, some people call it an RKO. Some people call it a, a diamond cutter. Um, my boss calls it a fireball offense. So... <laughs> If anyone's hiring, what's up? I'll send that CV over. Oh, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I love wrestling. For me, I think I started training to do it because for me, it's more than just like a TV show or it's more than just like entertainment, all right? For me, wrestling is like Jesus Christ. Like, think about it. One, tons of people all over the world follow it religiously. And two, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's absolutely real, friends. Uh, hey, clap it up, guys. Um, I got laid last night. I got laid. Thank you. <laughs> it's not what you think, though. Just a nice Hawaiian man put a flower necklace over my head. <laughs> and then he fucked me. And then he fucked me. Um, it was harsh. It was harsh. Uh, what else, guys? Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. I like LA a lot. Um, it's kind of dangerous. Like, being out in the Bay Area, you guys are super cool. Cause the Bay Area is, like, nice. It's, like, friendly. It's cool. L.A. is just, like, ghetto and, like, ratchet in parts. Like, last week, it was horrible. Someone got shot right outside my apartment. And I 
was freaking out because it was the first time I've ever used a gun and it was horrible. It was horrible. Uh, do we have any pro-gun people of the three of you? We got one pro-gun person. All right, cool. Anti-gun people. All right, cool. <laughs> How timid. Yes, a pro-gun person here. We will not. We don't have to. Let's move on with the material. Um, I'm pretty anti-gun. Um, I had a really bad experience when I was a kid. Uh, I remember when I was like seven, eight years old, um, I went out hunting and I tried to shoot this rabbit. And I felt so much guilt, and I felt so bad, because I accidentally hit the magician. And it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um, what else did I want to work on? Um, cool, let me just do like two more, and I'll get out of here. Um, oh, I was pretty drunk last night. <laughs> I was so drunk, uh, so lonely, that I uh, opened up my laptop. I went on Internet Explorer. And then I ended up on a site called Jezebel. Um, I don't know if you guys know this Jezebel site. It's mainly for females. That's why I want to explain I was a little drunk and lonely because, like, it's really embarrassing as a guy to still use Internet Explorer. And um, I was on this site, and uh, they had this really cool article on uh, cuddling in a heterosexual relationship. It was very fascinating, so I want to share it with you all right now. Uh, the first thing they did is um, in the in the situation where the female, hey, what's up? <laughs> where the female's like lying on her back and the guy is like spooning her, um, that means that the female has a more dominant personality in the relationship, which makes sense. Um, but the next one was the exact opposite. This is how I cuddle, so I thought it was fascinating. It's the one where the guy is on his back and the girl <laughs> just isn't there. <laughs> so that's tough. Um, oh, you guys have this. I don't know if I have the light yet. Did I have the light already? Oh, just let me go? Oh, cool. Oh, that's my favorite light. <laughs> that is the best light I've ever heard. How much time? Oh, okay, cool. I know when to wrap up. Everyone else is too. Um, cool, guys. Uh, I like drugs. Uh, yeah, clap it up for drugs. Love drugs. Drugs are great. Um, but here's a word of warning to you, all right? Have fun, do all the drugs you want to do, but if there is one drug you should never do, it's a new drug called Molly. Uh, Molly is a hallucinogenic, it's really, really insane, it's kind of like acid or LSD, and it's horrible. I had a horrible experience, I'll tell you what happened. I dropped Molly, started tripping out, and then out of nowhere, um, <laughs> my little brother walked in the room and asked if he could try some with me which um, is like the one experience you do not want to have as an only child, all right? It's really crazy. Uh, hey, I'm going to give the rest of the time to the room. There's a lot of great comics here. Uh, my name is Eric. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I'm coming up from, uh, from L.A. I have some shows in, like, Oregon. I was like, oh, it would be cool to do some stuff in the Bay. Pam is super dope. She invited me here to do stuff. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just, like, listen. And if I say anything that's, like, I want to be, like, nice and cool and, like, supportive. If I say anything that, like, sounds mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like, oh, wow, that was, like, a nice tag. But what if you, that's not, like, me telling you you're an asshole. That's just me. Being, <laughs> oh, hey, I have an idea. Please, uh, let's be friends. Um, cool, guys. Well, yeah, clap it up for yourselves. Clap it up for the Joe Workshop. Let's have some fun. Yay! That's the Japanese for, uh, hey, please like me. I, love, I learned it. I'm very excited. 
Uh, but we're going to say that all to each other. It's going to be great. We're going to have a really fun time. Take notes if you want. I usually take notes. Uh, and your first comedian coming up to the stage. He's been coming back again and again. Everybody, Ryan Hitzler! How is it going? Uh, did you guys enjoy the nice weather this weekend? I know I did. It's really nice. Um, I was out in the marina, you know, checking out the scene and just noticed that there are a, a lot of beautiful people in this city, a lot of be- beautiful people, um, especially the women. There's a lot of, a lot of beautiful women, um, a lot of beautiful. Speaking of masturbating, um, <laughs> my girlfriend and I of five years actually just broke up recently and uh, I've been doing a little bit of that recently which is kind of a weird transition because before I would just ask my girlfriend if she wanted to have sex and then I'd masturbate, you know? So the new routine is really throwing me off. Um, at least it's getting me off though. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we had, we had things that we didn't like about each other. Um, you know, one of the things that kind of bugged me is she didn't really enjoy the little things in life, which kind of ex- explains why she didn't like having sex with me too much. Um, but I can't complain getting back out there, you know, I had dinner with the woman of my dreams a couple nights ago. Um, like literally my entire life I've had dreams about my mom. So it was a nice dinner. It was a nice dinner. Um, I went out to coffee with this other chick and we were just talking, you know, shooting the shit. And she was saying how she was, um, about 85% Scandinavian. And she said, Oh yeah, like I'm full Viking and that makes me pretty cool. And as soon as she said that, I kind of went into an inner monologue and started thinking about, you know, people saying how cool it is that they're Viking blood. Like, is it really that cool that your families were all rapists back in the day? Like, okay, that's saying like, you know, my fam, my ancestors were basically ISIS. They're blonde ISIS, you know? I just think it's weird, like are people, thousands of years from now gonna be talking about how their families and their lineages were uh, like ISIS. Like, oh yeah, I'm like 50% ISIS, it's pretty cool. And the other guy's like, dude, ISIS didn't really do too much. I'm 50% Al-Qaeda, they were the OGs. Remember in like 2000 AD, they blew up those uh, buildings in New York? And the other guy pops in and it's like, bro, that, that wasn't the Al-Qaeda, man. That was a couple of Texans that did that job. And so, um, didn't say that out loud to her. I just kind of was thinking that to myself and then <laughs> popped up at the end and was kind of like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So uh, where'd you go to school? You know, tried classic. Um, that's all I got tonight, guys. Ryan Hitzler bringing us the hits. Comments. Uh, Vikings are hot right now. I mean, everyone's talking about Vikings, right? They are, like that TV show. Yeah, the TV show. And I watched the Super Bowl commercials. There were many of them about Vikings. Yeah. So you're touching on something that's in the gestalt. Eric, do you have comments? Yeah. Uh, Cool. Hey, what's up, Ryan? How's it going? I thought it was really funny. I started. I don't even... Oh, am I on? Cool. I don't even think this was intentional. You said, uh, how is it going? You didn't say, how's it going? That's funny, because <laughs> it's so proper. Um, I don't know if it was a lot. I would try to do it again, because you have kind of like a really like charming vibe, but it's like kind of like, oh, it, oh, Wait, uh. which part? Um, I would try saying, how is it going oh, okay. again? 
Um, it's small, but I think it's funny. Um, you have really solid punchlines, but I feel like you say them and then you like rush on to the next bit. Okay. Um, like I think you did probably like close to like six or seven jokes in the set. Um, I would say try to do another, I think this was four minutes, try to do another four minute set, but do like three jokes. Um, like force yourself to go super, super slow. Okay. Because I think um, your vibe is so fun uh, that if you were to like give yourself a good like five to seven second pause after your punchlines, the laughs are going to roll. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, go a little slower. Uh, 85%. Um, make it a weirder percentage. Huh? Same with the fifty percent. Okay. Say, um, oh yeah, she said she was a eighty-six and a quarter percent Scandinavian. Like, oh man, cool. You're fifty-two percent ISIS. Well, <laughs> I'm forty-three percent Al Qaeda. Yeah. Like right. the weird funny specifics, I gotcha. think, can make it really funny. Um, and then you say something where it's like, oh, I like didn't bring it up to her. Like I just like thought about it. Um, I think it'd be really funny if in your bit you did bring it up to her but in a very like awkward scenario. Like I didn't tell her until I was trying to get her to come. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, um, so I didn't really bring it up until after she was pregnant. You know what I mean? Like try to think okay, of an yeah. awkward time when it's not just in your head, but you also just put it out there. Cause there is tension built on that moment and okay. you want to release the tension. I like that. Oh, and that was like a really fun set, dude. Oh, also blonde Isis. Um, I thought that was really funny. I think it'd be funny if you threw in a line um, where it's like, oh, ice is horrible, but if they were blonde like the Scandinavians, it'd be okay. <laughs> like, okay yeah. Kind of a weird justification of how being blonde makes terrorism fine. Okay. Just like some Texans. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Great job. Great job. Thank you. Uh, more comments from here, back here with Arden. Yeah, uh, so I love it. Uh, the idea of her being uh, Viking right, and, and Scandinavian, uh, it's kind of like her bragging. No, no, no. It's okay that I'm in America, right? It's like Trump in Trump's America, we want everybody from Scandinavia. Those yeah. are the good countries, not the asshole countries, right? Yeah. And so it's like you're already in. You don't have to prove anything. Like <laughs> That's that. just my take on it. <laughs> but otherwise, awesome. Other comments? 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 All right, clap wildly, everybody, for Ryan Hitchcock. All right. Well, the uh, face-melting metal that you're hearing in the fills is by Asada Messiah, local metal band. Love those guys. Your next comedian, he runs a show at uh, the strip club called The Street Sweet Spot, and it is every Saturday, and he books it, and it's amazing. And I took my shirt off there, and it was really fun. <laughs> uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Arden! Everybody. I didn't bring any strippers with me, so don't get too excited. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, love, I love doing stuff with the crazy horse. It's called The Sweet Spot is the name of the show that we're doing. Um, and yeah, Pam, Tam, Pam took her uh, shirt off and showed her titties. Um, that was good. Uh, any comedian that wants to get naked there, feel free. Uh, come on down. Anyway, let's get to some jokes. How about that? Uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in between gigs right now, and I'm having a hard time sleeping because you know, I'm worried about money. Money, money's a big thing. So I started looking for those white noise tracks to fall asleep to, and they didn't have one that I really want. So I decided I'm going to start a company and start making these things. And the first one I'm going to make, it's it's going to be 30 minutes long, and it's called Idle Chat about Ryan Gosling to fall asleep to. All right, it's just it's just Ryan Gosling is a famous actor. He happens to be Canadian. We assume his parents are human beings. 
though they are most likely Greek gods. Anyway, it just continues for like half an hour until I just see you know, fall asleep with visions of Ryan Gosling. It's just, yeah, it's fascinating. Anyway, uh, you can quote anything to a girl and call it Shakespeare as long as you get the first stanza right. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks, tis the east and Juliet the sun. Now won't you back that ass up? Come on, I say back that ass up. I'm just saying, you, you, you can do anything you want. You just got to get the first part right. Anyway, I, I, Jesus Christ. This is the most sober I've been before a set, so you got to give me a second. Um, oh, so I, common expressions I, I need better retorts to, because this, <laughs> this, this 87-year-old lady was very upset that this place had become a dispensary recently, and she goes, why never? And I was like, you never what? Got fingered on a Ferris wheel? What? You're 87. What haven't you done yet? Come on. What's going on? Do some pot. It'll deliver you out. It's good. And then maybe I'll, I'll take you to bed. All right. Anyway, uh, resume skills. I was reading a resume recently uh, when I was still had a job uh, because we were hiring people. And it said uh, skills, C++, Python. It was all these languages except for the most important one, which was talking to girls, you know? Just not listed on there. I, I took a picture this morning. I had to do it surreptitiously because you can't take pictures of children in the open, you know, especially when they're not your own. I, but this, children, this child was exactly everything that's wrong with America in San Francisco. I was like, holy crap, I got to take a picture of this. He had a backpack on. That wasn't the problem. I, the backpack had a button on it. This kid's about 10 years old, right? So... This button was clearly put there by his parents because it said libertarian or bust. Meanwhile, he was carrying a blankie with him at 10 years old. And I'm like, this is everything wrong with America right now, right? It's, I want my personal freedom and my security blanket, God damn it. You know? uh, I want to vote for who I want, but God forbid they take away my social programs, you know? Uh, Anyway, uh, the last thing I'll leave you with, because I don't have that much to work on today, is uh, I did quit my job yesterday, uh, so I, I'm now fun employed. I, so if anybody has some change, anything will help, five, ten cents, anything. Uh, yeah, but no, and if you want to buy one of these hoodies, I happen to have one with me. Uh, they're more than a dollar, but no, it's, it's good, Max. I can't take from, I can't take from other comedians. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'll give the time back to the room and to get more beat up by f feedback. Uh, give it up for Pam Benjamin. Morning, everyone. I love the joke about pictures, everything that's wrong with America and the yeah. child with a tit. A 10-year-old with a blanket, really? Like, yeah. yeah, what a puss. What a. I mean, I don't want to disparage women by saying that this 10-year-old boy is... But that was, that was good set, Arden. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, any, any specifics anyone wants to point out? Because everyone always goes, oh, great set, and then I just kind of walk out. But, like, nitpick, tiny little shit. You don't like the cut of my jib. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> oh, I got some stuff. Awesome. Um, cool. I like when you said, um, you know, I got worries about money. I would throw in there right after that, um, like the rest of us, or like you guys know how it is, <laughs> only because that'll change your character from we feel bad for this guy to we can empathize with ah, this yes, guy. Yes, yes. Good. Um, so do that. Um, the thing with Ryan Gosling, I think you can find like a game within that. I would do something where it's like, um, oh, I want to do this Ryan Gosling, like white noise thing. Um, oh, his parents might be Greek gods. Another fact. 
Um, he has a 14-inch penis. Yeah. Another fact. Another I, I have, fact. I, I'm, I'm going to layer. It's half a challenge to myself to, if I'm in the moment and if I can riff on it. Just see oh, how word. deep I can go. Tonight I had nothing because I've just written this joke uh, literally last night while I was trying to fall asleep to Ryan Gosling. But <laughs> I, Don't we I, all it, try? it's a half riff crowd work challenge, right, where I can pull people out of the crowd and kind of run ideas off of that. And it's half like I, how many things can I write if I sit down for an afternoon, right? So, yeah, word. this is definitely going to expand. Um, within that list though because yep. I know you're gonna come up with a ton of stuff try to find one thing that constantly is getting is, is getting bigger yeah so like fact fact uh 12 inch dick yeah fact fact then you say he has like a three foot long dick yeah then fact fact he yeah. has a three mile long dick yeah. you know what I mean like try to find one thing and constantly like increase the stakes on that I through like the it. list um I think the Shakespeare thing is really funny um the way you did it was great. If I were to do that bit, mm-hmm. um, I would like really like prep the audience. Be like, okay, guys, I'm gonna do this character. So hold on. Mm-hmm. I would make a big to do about it. Turn around, take that big breath, and scene, and then yeah. go for it. Yeah. Like really create like a super moment about it. Yeah. Because um, the way you did it was really really funny. Yeah. But just like if I was doing it, I'd be like, oh, how can I like make this super like alty and like weird and get everyone like odd about it? Yeah. Um, you said uh, you said the word retort. Yeah. I just think the word retort's funny. Yeah, it's a fun word. Yeah. Good job at using retort. Yeah. I, uh, I unfortunately, sometimes my vocabulary gets me into trouble on stage where I lose the audience because I'm, I'm using too many big well, words in a row. Fuck their retorts, <laughs> all right? Um, when no, you it's said, the other R word that we can't say anymore. Oh. Yeah. Retired? Yeah, close, I close. Are you know we're doing it? Ra, ra, Rastafarian. <laughs> there um, you go. When you said, uh, oh, you're 86 years old, what have you not done? Like get fingered on a Ferris wheel? Um, you could throw in a line where it's like, uh, I've done that and I'm only 25. Yeah. Like, whatever she hasn't done, if it's super gross and it's like intended to be like a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a misdirect, like try to have that happen to you. Yep. Um, <laughs> boys getting fingered, what? <laughs> well, oh, the other one is, uh, well, I never, it's like, what, did you miss out on some great event, like getting fingered by the Wright brothers? It's like, you know, it, it's, you just tie it to something that in- emphasizes yeah, that age. I thing. got fingered by my Wright brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. I like it. And then the ESP thing, um, Oh, wait, no, not the ESP thing. The libertarian yeah, yeah. thing. I think it's really funny. The way you structure the joke is you did a setup example of a libertarian thing. A blanky line was your punchline. Yeah. I would do setup, libertarian thing, libertarian thing, blanky. Mm. So that way it like hits harder because yeah. you're like, oh, uh, I'm a libertarian because of taxes. I'm yeah. a libertarian because of this. And I really want my blanky. Well, you know, I, I'm a libertarian because I believe there should be a cut to lunch money. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's like you could definitely go into it. What it's like, what the fuck does a 10 year old have to be a libertarian about? Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, they like uh, guns, that was right? It. Yeah, that's what that was my Lib- stuff. Libertarians like guns, right? They, they like the ability to own guns. Not necessarily owning them, but the ability that everybody should be able to do whatever the fuck they want, whatever they want. Oh, yeah. wow. Maybe I'm a libertarian. I think uh, yeah. uh, kids with guns jokes are popular right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally. They're, they're literally killing. They're literally. Oh. <laughs> What's the deal with Columbine? Hey, great job, man. Right, great job. Clap for Art and Yay. Awesome, Art. Yay, Arden. You're an ex-comedian. Another funny lady. I saw her last night at Milk Bar. 
before I had to wait and then nobody was there when I was there. But that's happens. That happens. I shouldn't have stayed up till 1.30 in the morning though. I've been hungover all day. <laughs> and I've been hungover all day, seriously. And nobody watched my set. And I don't even remember the set I did. So pretty much pointless all the way around. Never going to ever do a late night open mic on a Sunday night ever again. I can't tell you how many comics have said that exact same thing. I, I've, I've, been so, when I've been barfing water all day. It's oh, the worst. No. But the thing is that when you drink nice cold water and then you barf it up, it doesn't hurt as much as long as it's cold. Do it's you know what I mean? It's a pleasant vomit. It's, it's a pleasant plenty, time. It's a pleasant vomit. Uh, <laughs> to bring up your next comedian, that's not the way I wanted to bring up your next comedian. <laughs> Sounds like a horrible it's band. It's with pleasant, pleasant vomit. vomit. Yeah. Uh, she's a very funny lady. Clap those hands and wild slappy like motion for Angela Weaver. Angela. <laughs> Um, so some feedback that I got this week that I thought was helpful is somebody told me to slow down. So that's what I'm going to be trying to do. So just throwing that out there that I'm trying it. Um, ready for some new jokes. So I love Uber pools. Anybody like Uber? Yeah, buddy. Woo. I love Uber pools because they let you know when they're about to leave. Unlike all the men in my life. So it's very courteous of them. Uh, for a bit, I thought Uberpool was having a celebration for Black History Month. I was riding around in a lot of Uber Blacks. Um, my credit card did not appreciate that. Uh, fat shaming is okay as long as you're talking about tobacco. We all hate big tobacco. Uh, it's funny what we grew up to be from being little. You know, picky eaters grew up to be vegan. So <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, on Instagram, there's this challenge going on. It's called the Padman Challenge. Has anyone seen this? It's a hashtag. And essentially, men around the world are holding clean pads to show that they're not afraid of periods, uh, which is really stupid. It's like holding a clean Band-Aid to show you're not afraid of AIDS. Like, <laughs> not really doing the job. <laughs> Uh, the other day, this guy asked me if racism was worse than sexism, and I guess I'm qualified to answer that because I'm both black and a woman. And so I was like, I don't know. If I punch you in the left ball, does it hurt more than the right? Like, of course racism is worse. Come on. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. Uh, Virgin Airlines, I've been flying a lot for work, and Virgin Airlines has the worst customer service, uh, just like a fucking virgin, <laughs> am I right? Uh, they have those mood lights. I'm like, what says virgin more than some purple mood lights? Because once, you <laughs> uh, once you've had sex a couple times, nobody's taking the time to turn on mood lights. Like, it's just not a thing. Uh, let's see. I hate that we call assholes fuckboys uh, because fucking is such a good thing. Like, I don't know what it did to deserve that. And in the right context, fuckboy can sound cool. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, trying to fuck, boy. <laughs> it works. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, men are getting in trouble the other day, uh, or actually this is a bit ago, but Louis C.K. got in trouble um, because he was calling women and having non-consensual phone sex with them which means he was calling them uh, while his penis was out and he was masturbating without their permission. And I thought to myself, God, how small does your penis have to be 
uh, where if you have your penis out and your phone in your hand, uh, instead of sending a dick pic like a normal pervert, <laughs> uh, you hop on the phone to call them to describe your penis. <laughs> like, Britt, what are you hiding there? It's pretty small. I love a good dick pic myself. Uh, I actually leave my airdrop on in case strangers want to send me surprises. <laughs> I appreciate that. Feel free to whip out your phone or your dick. It's up to you. Uh, I'll leave off with this. Uh, let's see. People, <laughs> people uh, were calling for Oprah to run for president, and hey, I really didn't want to see that happen uh, because I'm really tired of seeing black women have to clean up after white men shit. Like, kind of over it. Thanks, guys. Angel Weaver! Yay! Eric, do you have uh, comments? I, I, you're, you're so personable on stage. You're just very, very likable. So I'm, I'm, I like all the stuff. That last joke is really cute with the cleaning up the shit. The it's shit. great. After white man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I feel like uh, you challenge yourself to go slower this round. Yeah. I would say go even slower. Okay. Like I would say in your head count to three after every punch. Okay. Um, try that out because sometimes uh, you would do a joke, and I think I thought I, I don't think it clicked in my head until like a second after you said it. It like took me a minute to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> but like I couldn't get to that because I was like, oh wait, she's going to the next bit. Let's listen to the next bit. Yeah. But it was great. Um, when you let's go through this. All right, Uber pools. Um, I like the uh, unlike the men in my lifeline. Um, to make it a little more personal, a little more connected, I think you could do maybe something like um, uh, unlike my father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even just like unlike men, just like real tight. Yeah, just unlike men would fucking hit really yeah. hard. And, yeah. That's yeah. Um, the Uber Blacks thing. Uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, credit cards not appreciate it. Uh, I think you could do a, slight, a slightly like mildly like race thing there with credit cards. Like you think you can dig deeper in that? Um, big tobacco. I thought was funny. Uh, the racism versus sexism thing. Uh, you said, oh, if I punch you in your left ball, is it going to hurt any more than if I punch you in your right ball? <laughs> he did not say that, or he did not like that. Or, like, I would actually, like, punch him in the joke mm -hmm. and then be like, ah. <laughs> it's racism. Because <laughs> um, you, like, lead up to a bigger crescendo mm -hmm. and then you, like, get to cut it with mm -hmm. the thing. Uh, Virgin Airlines. I think I give, who else did I give this now? I give this to someone else. Um, I really like the whole structure of, like, uh, setup, example, example, punchline. So I think you could do something where it's like um, Virgin Airlines have the worst customer service, just like Virgins. Um, you know, they don't know how to do mood lighting. Uh, <laughs> they never come. And then like when a you third them, thing. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> no, I was agreeing with that. They never, it's true when you press the button in the Virgin thing, they never come. They yeah. never come when you call them and you tell them and you want another beer. And it's ridiculous because they're, they're like if it's an hour and a half flight, I should be able to drink two beers. Come on. Yeah. Well, you only want me to drink one. Are you shaming me? Are you calling me an alcoholic? What's wrong with you? You could do, yeah, there's a lot of wordplay options there. Like, oh, I've been writing you for an hour and I'm so <laughs> bored. You could do, um, you know what I mean? Something with like, uh, how come uh, your mom is sitting next to us watching? You know what I mean? <laughs> there's a lot of like fun yeah. things you could do. Just like sex versus riding on a virgin airplane analogy, I think would be good. Um, I don't know, this isn't really like a punchline add-on or a tag, but the whole fuckboys asshole thing, I think there's a fun wordplay thing you can do where it's like, um, 
oh, one you fuck and one's a fuck boy. Or one you mm-hmm. fuck and one's an actual asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something there. I don't know uh, what. Okay, like getting fucked in the ass or something. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Make it, like, instead of an asshole person, like, it's actually like anal yeah. sex. Yeah. And um, the Louis C.K. <laughs> thing, um, I think another way you could take that, I like the way you took it a lot. This is just like another thing. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, he's uh, calling these women up and he's having non-consensual phone sex with them. And that's fucked up because um, who calls people anymore, all right? Like, right. text me Te- that exactly. shit. I want a Snapchat of your dick. I don't want to have to hear a voicemail. Yeah, okay, I um, that. Because the way you had it, it was very kind of like you were, you didn't have a strong like point of view on it. You were yeah. like, this is just a thing. Yeah. But if you take the point of view of like, no, just like having phone sex is weird. Yeah, it allows it you is. to have like a, more of a playing room of like tags and punchlines and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great set. Yay, Angela. Yay. Yay. So when did you decide to go by Angel instead of Angela? Just this week? So I've always gone by Angel, but my full name is not. Ah. Uh. There you go. I just I only know because I tag you on the Facebook, and so I'm like, oh, but you changed it. It used to be with an A, and now it's you did it. She changed her name. I'll remember from now on. Hey, everybody. There can be only one Max. That's not true. There's actually two tonight, which is exciting. Uh, I I'm still having trouble trying to decipher his last name. I'm gonna try not to butcher it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Morcane. Good to be here. I like your cuddling joke. Uh, when I cuddle, I'm on my back, and she is my pillow. <laughs> um, speaking of Virgin Airlines, I'm surprised none of the 9/11 hijackers use Virgin. <laughs> like, I didn't. I actually had a punchline, but I guess that that didn't. I was gonna say, if you fly a building into an air, or fly an airplane into a building, it might as well be named after the thing you're promised in the afterlife. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, all right. Um, not too many people here. That's good. I uh, I don't like getting in front of a bunch of people and talking. It scares me. Um, uh, I'm shy. I've always been that way. I uh, I know that I've always been shy because I went to my 10-year high school reunion recently, and I met everybody for the first time <laughs> at a reunion. Like I walked in, I was like, all right, I guess I'll introduce myself to everybody. You know, it's second chance at a first impression. Um, I went to like I went to high school in San Diego, so I'm not used to like bad weather. Back when I was growing up, worst case scenario, you'd just be like, oh my God, it rained all morning. I couldn't even go surfing until 1 p.m. You know, like partly cloudy, what is this? I, um, like in my high school, real th- you, could do, you could take surfing PE, that was a real thing. Like you could get credit towards high school graduation. And I always wondered like, how do they take attendance in that class? It's a pretty big classroom, the Pacific Ocean. Oh, anyway, yeah, for, forget that. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, I didn't see you on Friday. Where were you? I was off the coast of Guam. <laughs> Checks out. All right. I, uh, all right. Any, uh, any Trump supporters here? Uh, all right. I guess that's why you're called the silent majority. <laughs> I, uh, people keep saying he's like Islamophobic. I don't think he hates Muslims. I think he's just jealous that their Taj Mahal was more successful than his was. <laughs> he, he seems like the type of guy who would like try to get revenge against people who want up him. That's why I'm rooting for him. I hope he gets everything he wants. I don't want him to take it out on somebody else. Like if he doesn't build the wall, there's a good chance we'll go to war with China, or, or Pink, or Pink Floyd. I, I don't know. Um, but isn't it crazy that his most famous business venture was like a casino hotel that was named after something that was closely related to a group of people he was trying to get rid of? 
That would be like if Brutus was the owner of Caesar's Palace. Or if Hitler founded Planet Hollywood. Uh, I don't know, is that, I'm just going off a stereotype. I don't believe that stereotype. I also don't believe like Jewish people are cheap. Because like, I think if they were, I think there'd only be one day of Hanukkah. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheap. That's what I would do. I'd be like, we're cutting it down to one day. That's seven fewer days of buying people presents. We only need one candle. Let's burn it from both ends and get this holiday over with. People who celebrate Christmas are doing it right because they only have one day and then they just wrote a song about all the imaginary extra days they wish they had. Like the 12, like somebody was thinking, you know. And I bet they would have gone further like the 13, but they probably thought that was bad luck. And it's like, what, what's going to happen? The way I see it, worst case scenario, your true love like takes all the presents back, runs off with your best friend, and now it sounds like a pretty good country song. All right, I'll, I'll end there. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Max, Miochikon, Miochion. It's a Me, Do it in the microphone so, I, microphone so I can hear it. Moachanin. Moachanin. Yeah, Are you like Native American or some shit? I'm a Serbian. But oh, badass. Okay, I can't even. I just, I'm like, what is wrong? You're, you, Same thing. USA. USA. <laughs> you made me laugh really hard. Your jokes are really funny. And you're so personable on stage. How long have you been doing this? You haven't been doing this for very long. You... You're really, really comfortable. Like you were just chilling and telling jokes. And, and your jokes were really funny. I really enjoyed you today. Like this, like, this is weird things. This is kind of like the first time I'm like, oh my God, this guy's really funny. You, you, but you haven't been coming here that much, so. Yeah, I think it's my third time here. So. Oh, okay. Well, you, this, this time, like I, yeah. Okay, uh, Eric has comments. Yay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Good set, man. Um, I really like how you uh, did the cuddling thing and then the um, Virgin Airline thing up front. Um, I remember when I was in my first six months, I was like, I just want to get out there and like do all these jokes that I hope I don't forget. And I was so in my head about it that I wouldn't try to do any riffs or wouldn't try to do any crowd work off the top. But um, if you feel comfortable enough to do that, it's such a great skill. It's such a great way to get out of your head and like ground yourself before the set. I would say, I don't know if you did that before, if you do that often, but keep doing it because you're... Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'm about to say two things that are very conflicting. (laughs) Um, The first thing is you said you were shy, and I think that uh, that made me really endear myself to you. And I was like, oh, cool, I want to hear what this guy has to say. But the more I heard your bits, um, you're a great writer, and you're really smart. You're almost too smart. And I think you can use that to your advantage and be more of an asshole. Like, I would love to see the jokes that you wrote through the perspective of someone who doesn't give a shit, someone who's almost like is kind of angry, almost has a chip on their shoulder because your writing is so good that you're just, you're smarter than the average audience member and make that part of your character. Um, Use the microphone in between. It's a radio show, sweetheart. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Oh no, no, all good. It's just, um, because, yeah, your writing is so good. At points, I was like, wow, this guy's, like, really intelligent. And he's throwing out really great references. I would... You almost want to cheer for that heel in wrestling. Like, you like Triple H because he's such, like, a dick. I would love to see you be a dick. Um, but also, when you said shy, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, the 10-year uh, reunion thing, I thought it was funny. An alternate punchline, as you could say... Um, just recently went to the uh, 10-year high school reunion, um, but I'm really shy and awkward, so uh, I had to introduce myself to everyone, uh, mostly because it wasn't my high school. <laughs> um, I just want to take a different way. 
Um, you seem so confident on stage, but I can tell you're trying to think of your next bit while you're delivering the bit that you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, so I would say pick three people in the audience with and just switch from making eye contact with like each one of them. Because during this set, your eyes were all over the place. Oh. So I was like, oh. But just pick like three people and just like every joke, just like pick one and just go around in the circle, just ground you a little bit more. Because um, your head was moving around a lot. Um, since you were so good on like the initial like riffing and crowd work, I would say for the Trump thing, say uh, make some noise if you're a Trump supporter. A variety of things could happen. No one could clap. A bunch of people could clap. One person could clap awkwardly. One guy could clap really excited and his wife could get mad. If you say that, sure, you don't have like a, a bit that you're leading. Like, if you say, make some noise you're a Trump supporter, something funny will happen. And I have confidence in you to think of, some, to think of a funny retort to that. Retort. Retort. <laughs> yeah, retort. Word of the day. Word of the day. Retort. Yeah. Um, Christmas songs give us some examples. Uh, and um, an alternate for the country song uh, punchline. Um, describe, do the same thing. What was, what, tell me that last joke one more time. Uh, it was just like what, the 13th day of Christmas, like bad things would happen and it would just turn into a country song. <laughs> um, list off the bad things and instead of saying it would just turn into a country song, then just say like, fuck you, Candace. Yeah. Like, make that 13th song like about you and like really like angry and emotional and just... Uh, yeah. But that was also, I typed that right after I typed, I would like to see this guy as more of an asshole. So I was probably inspired by that. Hey, great set, man. Great set. Thank you, everybody. Yay, keep it going for Max. Yay. On the 13th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Sharp pain in my left knee. Uh, no, I'm not good at riffing. Your next comedian is, though. He digs those crazy riffs, and what I'm talking about that way is anal sex. You know what I mean, you guys? He loves it. This guy loves it. I just make up. I'm, it's slander. I just like to do slander. Uh, but you will love your next comedian. Everybody put your hands together for Ken Suzuki. Oh, yes, yes. Be silent if you love anal sex, everybody. <laughs> Make no noise if you support Trump. Be quiet. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh my God. Mutiny. I see we've broken down. We're finally officially converting this place to a meth lab. Oh, man. I love the... I just noticed the dichotomy here. We got the black and the white wall. This place is so symbolic of America, really. Blacks and whites and the red man relegated to just a little window space or the shitter door. Oh, you can stay in the back in the studio. Oh, man. So, you guys ever sit down to write your suicide note and find out you wrote a new five minutes? You ever been there? Oh, you know, I was thinking, though. I was like, man, if I can plan my suicide, I can find a tech startup. So, I got a, an idea for an app I want to launch. I think it'll really help humanity, all right? It's an idea for an app that syncs with the GPS unit on your phone. And it tells you all the spaces in your chosen geographical radius where you can uh, most effectively kill yourself. So you don't know, like that bridge you've been eyeing down the street just may not be the right height for someone your size and weight. That electric outlet charge could be too low. So anyway, I uh, spent another day aging, yeah? <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, wow, don't you look like a knockoff Steve Byrne. <laughs> Turn 32 this year. Turn 32, yeah. 
another year older, another inch off my hairline. Like, I found out that, like, I realized that I'm like a Midwestern four, but a California one. Maybe a tenderloin point five. I don't know. I had more. But can't remember it. The deep state, folks, that's what we got to worry about. The deep state. Doesn't that just sound like some exec, some fancy-smancy political term for fisting? <laughs> Does, I mean, really. I feel like deep space has gotten so ubiquitous now. I'm surprised Larry Flint isn't launching sort of, I don't know, parody porno with that title. Uh, we got to find the Russian probe. Russian probe with Stormy Daniels. It's in her asshole, folks. Oh, man. Where do I go from here? I don't know. The other thing about this higher stage, though, is now with this, if I have a shitty set and I forget what I want to say, I am that much closer to using this to tie the news to kill myself with. Uh, there's bombing and there's Dresden. I have a feeling this is becoming a war crime. So I'll probably end it here. Unless I can think of something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Sex robots. Sex robots, they are the Bitcoin of human relationships. <laughs> Never living up to the hype. All right, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Suzuki. Uh, I laughed very hard at a lot of things tonight. Uh, the, the, the numbers things, the um, 3.5, the percentages used funny numbers. Like, funny enough, Eric was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Eric, you got comments? Yeah, uh, we had known each other. We did stuff together before, right? Yeah, man, uh, Too Too High, I think is where I first met you. Yeah! yeah. I remember when I used to live out here. Um, you, uh, I remember back then, like, you really had, like, really great energy, and it's, like, really exciting to see you again here, because your energy is, like, still really fun to watch. I almost feel like, your material's good, but I almost feel like you just say bullshit and whatever, but you're, like, that personality and the vibe where it's like, I'm still gonna listen, because, like, your vibe is interesting and exciting. Um, so yeah, great energy. Uh, it's okay. It's hard to open up with a suicide joke and still be likable, but you pulled it off. So good job. It's like, oh, that's awesome. I still really like this guy. And he's like, no, I hope you're okay, man. Um, I like that line a lot. Uh, I spent another day aging. It's just a good fucking line. Um, it's a good line. Uh, I think it was the only one who had Steve Byrne because it's kind of a niche reference. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think who are other because you're what half Japanese half yeah. white mm-hmm. who's other like Hapa celebrities well when I had hair I, I was compared to Keanu a lot if you can believe that you could do that like you could how you can still do a Keanu thing I feel uh, it just might hit harder because I think Steve Byrne people are gonna be like I, I still like you but what um, so maybe a Keanu thing um, maybe like an alternate celeb like I used to do like a George Zimmerman joke about how it looks like him and like you know he's what? like weirdly out of the news so I've been like searching for another like weird big balding Mexican guy to look like um, so just like keep it in the back of your head um, if you're gonna be Keanu though it's very easy because you just have to do his dumb voice like you just have to do a Whoa. Keanu impression oh, which yeah. is like super easy so and then that would be funny to see you try to struggle through a Keanu impression you could even do like a Keanu old joke so, I, I was you thinking uh, you look like Keanu if Keanu had to ride the bus every day <laughs> um, the Midwestern 4 California 1 yeah. if you ever do this joke that. on that the road awesome. 
um, what I would do is I would say, um, uh, like, pick a shitty city mm-hmm. close to the town. Don't pick the town. Like, what's a shitty city by here that we don't like? Stockton. Fresno? Stockton. So you could do something where it's like, Fred oh, Gasto. I'm a Midwestern 7, a California 3, but a Fresno 10. Right, right. Like, wherever the city that they hate is, say you're, like, superior in that city, because they're like, oh, he's on our side. Um, I like how you kept on revisiting suicide. Um... Because you're so likable and you're so fun and you're so energetic that it's like, it's funny because it's dark, but it's still light. Um, <laughs> that was good. Uh, sex robots. I don't know if you just threw it out there or if this is a bit you have, but it's the Bitcoin. first day I wrote it down, so I'm figuring it out. It's a good premise. Like, obviously, you know, you're like figuring it out, but the Bitcoin of human relationships is a great line. It's maybe not like the biggest like ha ha line, mm-hmm. but that's the line that people are either going to walk out of the club or walk out of the show being like, hey, who is that Keanu guy? Or they're going to be like, oh, the Bitcoin of human relationships guy. Like, I can see that being like the, oh, that's what I remembered from his set. Or that's like the tagline that like I remember. So I like it. I just don't know where to take it, but it's great. Yeah, Ken! Thank you. Uh, One one last thing, Ken. Uh, So for the deep state reference, I like it. Tie it back to deep throat somehow. You know, Nixon had deep throat, (laughs) now we're deep state and deep... Yeah, so just bring it full circle, buddy, because it's... We're repeating the past again. Hooray! Awesome, thank you. Clap wildly for Ken Suzuki. Yay, Ken Suzuki. Your next comedian. What a funny guy. He had a, uh, you had such a funny set last week. Your next comedian, uh, he's quickly moved into the spot of my favorite ginger here uh, in the comedy scene of gingers. Uh, there's like 10 of them, but he's my favorite right now. You guys are going to love him. Clap your hands wildly for Max Eddy. Keep that clap going. We're doing it on rhythm right, like this. Keep it going. Here we go. Don't speed it up, though. Just keep that rhythm for me, okay? She give me money when I'm in need. Yes, she's a trifling friend indeed. This is good. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over town. That digs on me. Now, I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke. <laughs> He's cool. Okay, we can start. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, my name is Max Eddy. Um, uh, a little bit about me, I have ADD. So, ADD stands for Attention Deficit. Do you guys think I look gay? Like, I get that all the time. People think I look gay. For the record, I'm bisexual. I'm not gay yet. Um, no, I actually came out last year. So, um, could you guys do that thing where you clap and I pretend I don't need it? Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. I love it. Um, so uh, I had to figure out when I was coming out who to come out to first. Uh, I decided to go with my grandpa because he has Alzheimer's. You know, if it doesn't go well, let God hit that reset button. Try again tomorrow, you know? Practice makes perfect. First time I told my grandpa, though, um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, I told him, Grandpa, I'm bisexual. What he heard was, Grandpa, I'm bicycle. Doesn't have good hearing. Uh, he asked me then, what are you going to do? Let people ride you around all day long? And I was like, that might be part of it. <laughs> I haven't quite figured that out yet. But, um, uh, but yeah, then I told my mom. Uh, she was very supportive. 
Uh, I told her mom I'm bisexual. She said, I know. Am I the last person to figure this shit out? Come on, man. Um, I asked her, wait, mom, how did you know I was bisexual? That's a niche-ass guess. You know, like, how'd you know? She was like, uh, do you remember when you were 14 and I walked in on you touching yourself to keeping up with the Kardashians? Yeah, I remember that. You kept watching for four more hours. It was a good season. Can't complain. Um, but then I told my dad. That was the one I was the most worried about. Because my dad's kind of an old school guy. But he was so supportive. You know, he said, Max, it doesn't matter if you're bisexual. I'm going to love you no matter what. Because being bisexual is a disorder. Disorder. It's attention deficit disorder. Ah, Forgot about that. That's awesome. What was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, uh, did you guys watch the Grammys this past weekend? Clap it up if you did. Anybody? Yeah. Okay. Did that shit piss you off? Fucking Bruno Mars won everything. Okay. Clap for me right now if you think Kendrick Lamar should have beat Bruno Mars. <laughs> Physically. I'm talking beat the shit out of Bruno Mars. Oh, man. I would love to see that mother's f motherfucker's face on the floor is what I was going to say. But it's kind of lost the power there. But, um... I don't know, Bruno Mars is the fakest motherfucker in music right now. I hate that shit. Because uh, that dude's got one song where he's like, oh man, Versace on the floor. I'm going to fuck this girl and it's going to be great. And then he's got another song where he's like, mm, I don't, uh, if I ever lose you, baby, there's going to be no sunshine. It's like fucking pickling, Bruno. I don't like it. Um, he also, he's a classist. I don't know if you guys know this about Bruno Mars. He's a motherfucking classist. This dude's got a song called Billionaire. That joke doesn't have a punchline yet, but I'm gonna get it there. Um, it's something, he's got a song called The Lazy Song. It's just inconsistent. I'm gonna figure out the joke there, it'll be good. Um, uh, do I have anything else? Um, oh, I'll do this for you real quick. So I got booked on the show uh, in April. It's a comedy roast rap battle. Uh, so do you guys mind if I do like a little bit from, yeah. like I gotta practice like having the energy on stage. So I'm gonna do it, pretend I'm just battling, okay? I'ma teach you how to diss, we can call it the discourse. I can tear your life apart like I'm my parents' divorce. <sighs> Fuck. Rapping's hard, man. Thank you guys so much, man. Great set tonight for everybody, but specifically Max Eddie, everyone! Yay! Yay! It's like everyone turned a corner this week or something. What happened? Like... I, you, it was it's a great it's a great set you're funny your energy's there it's like you're actually pretending this is a real show I appreciate that <laughs> Eric you got you got stuff yeah. I, I think you were, I mean honestly I think you were great you're like the energy was great you I loved it I loved everything you did today yeah it was a great set I liked it a lot um, okay so your first run of jokes after Gold Digger was um, ADD bisexual gay and I came out last year. You have three solid jokes in under 30 seconds that describe who you are. I have a really tough time doing jokes that describe who I am or present who I am, especially early, because I like just like fucking with words so much that I'm like, oh yeah, who am I? I have to present that. But like, I knew exactly who you were in the first minute, and I, you did it in a very brilliant way. Also, I'm skipping ahead, mad kudos to the disorder thing. Um, God. God, that was, oh, God, why come? <laughs> just because, like, 
I feel, I don't know, it's, I think in a very, I think a lot of comics too, I don't want to speak on everyone, but we think in a very like set up punchline mode when ultimately when we like watch the specials and we watch like, you know, what HBO is putting out and like, you know, even Netflix, like they're really looking for that like whole arc and that whole like, how can you structure like an hour? Um, I'm very much structuring like five minute chunks, joke chunks, but that was a beautifully structured like long bit. Um, just mad ups to that because jokes like that are are very fun and they're hard to wrap your head around. Um, Thanks, Alzheimer's, I wrote down. <laughs> I was writing out. You should say something about like writing you, and then like you said it, and I'm like, ha. Um, I think a fun tag would be. Um, oh, does that mean people are just gonna ride you around? I think a fun tag would be like, well, depends how much grease we have. <laughs> it depends how much oil we have. There's a lot of planning involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, the mom when you reveal to the mom. Um, I think you can get some mileage out of building it up really hard. Um, you know, I was going to come to my mom and it was really tough because I love my mom a lot. I was afraid she would stretch me and I went up to her and it was the most intense, incredible emotional reaction I've ever shared with her. Like, go hard, like really describe it, really put a lot of weight on it. I told her and she said something that was so inspirational. I forget. She said, um, I know. <laughs> and then just wait for like 10 seconds. Like let, that's, that's a joke where you can like have the laughters roll in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, niche ass guess. I thought that was just funny. Um, it's hard. Like this is a hard note to give you because your energy is so good. Um, it'd be great to watch you like, I don't know, like go a little slower, Okay. but your pacing's part of the it's it's a strength that you have. So I don't know. I would say play around with that. Um, you do a type of joke that I really like. It's the one where it's um sentence, like you, you take a breath or you take a beat and then the punchline. It's like that old, um, like Amy Schumer did it. And I think like Wendy Liebman did it where it's like, um, uh, I hate when men have to pay. Wait, how does it go? Like Anyways. For sex? Yeah, it's like you, the punchline is you don't fully complete the sentence. Yeah. And then you like take a second and then you reveal it. Oh, the physically part, like the yeah, shit, yeah. Exactly. I would say keep doing that, but just make sure you don't have those bump up against each other two times. Like I would say like, look at your set list and then be like, oh, I have another, like I have, let's call them like reveal jokes. I have a sentence reveal here and a sentence reveal here. Let me just like throw something in the middle. Because they have it like once or twice and I just... Those jokes are so good, I just don't want them to... I don't want the audience to figure out the, the trick yeah. or the prestige. That makes sense. <laughs> the prestige. Oh. Um, I would... A couple quick things. I would try holding the mic closer to your chest. You rest it a lot on your chin, okay. and sometimes there's a little bit of bump. Okay. Um, you have so much status as a performer because of your confidence. Um, when you hold the mic like this, it's kind of like, oh, I'm doing it. But when you hold it like this, it, there really is more of a presence there. Gotcha. Because you're just like, yo, I don't need to do this. I like, you can hear me. Um, so I would hold the mic a little lower. Also, you do something, and I think it's subconsciously, and if it's consciously, good to, good to you. But you almost have like a punchline indicator where every time you did a punchline, you jetted your index finger out. Um, think about practicing that more. Because I would say for your first bit, like the first jokes you had were great. Um, every punchline, jet your index finger out, and that'll Pavlov the audience into laughing and reacting 
every time your finger is out, whether or not the joke lands or not. Um, so I would say whether it was conscious or subconscious, make it a conscious thing. Every time you hit a big punchline for your first two minutes, finger out during the punchline, finger out during the punchline. That way when you do a joke and you maybe don't get a reaction, you can be like, yeah, and set up and punchline. And then they'll, they'll come back into it. <laughs> Actually, that's good. Yeah, um, like I think punchline indicators are like really good. Typically, they're like, I think a lot of people think punchline indicators are kind of cheap because sometimes they're like snaps or like catchphrases. But this is genius because it's super simple and no one realizes you're doing it. Like Pavlovian dogs. Yeah, that's essentially what you're doing with the audience. And it was, I thought this was really cool and you could really use it as a good punchline indicator. So just work on it. I could even like play with it where I, I do it for, you know, a good chunk of the set. And then I like, if I have a shitty joke, I just try it. Like, it's like, it's like, it's not working. <laughs> like yeah. I, could, I could see if I can play with it in that way. Too. Yeah. Try to, um, approach it. Don't try to make it a bit too early though. Like this isn't much a bit. It's more just like a secret, like thing because gotcha, once you start turning into a bit and they realize it the audience will be like oh is he doing that thing and they're just going to wait for you to do this every joke Touché, and you'll be like yeah. fuck you guys listen to my fucking words <laughs> That's um, but yeah great set super strong super fun um, keep having fun because you look like you're having fun on stage so oh yeah that. you mentioned Bruno Mars and uh, you I were did. trying to figure out do you still want to like dig your heels in on the classism thing because if you're talking about contradictions the motherfucker has a song where he says he wants to be a billionaire but then he got another song where he brags about how lazy he is yeah <laughs> That's you know, like fucking, you gotta hustle, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I um, I have that. I just haven't figured out exactly how to write it. But um, yeah, he's also that dude's also from Hawaii, and he's half Puerto Rican, a quarter no, he's half Filipino, a quarter Puerto Rican, a quarter Jewish. And he's using the term hustler and gangster all the time. And I want someone. Oh man, sounds like you want to date him. I mean, I do, but that's beside the point. He's also an asshole. I've wanted to date assholes before. But, uh, yeah. Luscious locks of his. Put your hands together, right for Max Eddie. Yeah, buddy. Your next comedian, another funny lady. Happy to have her in the house. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby. made it alive on stage. Yeah, so I, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, my anxiety is so bad that when I'm on stage, I think people are watching me. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I've done a lot of weird things. Like uh, I do a lot of weird projects, I, and I get inspired by a lot of weird things. Like I saw this sign that said, um, hey, Brett, I want to get a hold of you. And they left an email address. I'm like, who sends emails? Like, that's such a weird thing. But I, it inspired me to do my own project where I'll leave romantic love letters around the city that say, um, hey, Brett, or like common male name, like Chauncey, uh, you forgot your blowjob last time. If you still want it, email me your dick pic at want you right now, but too afraid to say hi at gmail.com. It's a real email address. If you want to send me your dick pics or your plus pics or your family photos, who knows? You know, you can send me whatever you want. Um, but I have received dick pics, so um, it's working. And um, I, and I don't really know what I'm going to do with all the thousands of dick pics I'm going to get. Um, I was thinking maybe make like a website out of them um, called like Dicks of Frisco or something. Uh, ooh, ooh, okay, my other idea is to make paper dolls out of them. Like this uncircumcised one looks like post-French Revolution Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm single. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and uh, so I, uh, that just means that I get a lot of unsolicited sexual messages from men. And uh, I had this uh, conversation the other day. It went like this. It was like, hi. Oh, hey, how's it going? And then he went, I want to come on your blue eyes. <laughs> I was like, what? Men are, men are, I don't understand because I have green eyes. I have green eyes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so th the other day I had a pat smear. Um, if you're not sure what a pat smear is, that's when a stranger fingers you for business, not pleasure. Um, they found out that my cervix is right-leaning, so there's no health risk with that. Um, it just means that there'll be more debates when I have an abortion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I spent some time uh, in a psych ward, and uh, the way I did it was um, I decided to take three handfuls of sleeping pills. Um, but it wasn't; it was it was just three pills because I have trump-sized hands, I have baby hands. Um, so it, it was kind of like a long series of poorly produced porn videos. Um, it was at first it was like the, these muscular men come in and they strap me down to this like stretcher and I'm like I've seen this scenario before. I'm like this is a gangbang porn. This is a gangbang porn and then they're banging me left and right in the elevator and uh, and I'm like these guys are amateurs. So I take out my cell phone and I'm like I'm gonna show them how it's done and I take a suicide selfie hashtag suicide selfie check the out. My Instagrams, yeah. Um, so then they had me in the ambulance, and the EMT driver um, was talking about some woman he hated, and he's like, "If my apartment was as messy as hers, I would want to kill myself too." And then he would like lean over and like touch my leg, be like, "Oh no, not you, hun!" And then he would like shove some, you know, he shoved some thing in my mouth. He's like, "Here, suck on this," and it was this like ch black charcoal stuff, and I just started vomiting this like black like like a squid, like. <laughs> Um, so then it turned into a hentai. I'm Cass Inglesby. Thank you very much. Cass Inglesby. Like I said, everybody's having great sets tonight. I think it's because everyone wants to impress the fuck out of Eric Escobar. Come uh, For the record, I have no power. I can, <laughs> I can maybe get you seven minutes in front of three people no, no, in like no. East L.A. That's, maybe. It's not true. When I was down there in L.A. last time, oh, I called yeah. him up the very last minute, and it was Christmas week, and he got me on this amazing show where there was weed smoking everywhere, and it was like the Hip Hop Awareness Festival, and he's amazing, so don't. Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. It was like, pen me up, and I was like, oh, fuck, let me... Like we we have to do something like and I was like maybe we could do a bar maybe we could do like a club but like the op that we ended up getting was yeah the hip hop awareness festival <laughs> which is super on brand for both of us Pam so yeah, I'm glad it worked right. out. Um, Cass, that was a super good set. Uh, I like your joke. You opened up with such a great joke about my anxiety is so bad. I feel like everyone's watching me. Oh god, that's funny. Um, I also put down Chauncey funny. Um, <laughs> I like how you that was that's a typical male name. Um, I think it could even be funny if you like made it even more specific, like Chauncey Rofidello the third. You know, oh, just a random typical name. Yeah. Um, where? Oh, uh, I think you could do something fun with. Uh, for the record, I've received a ton of dick pics. I want to do this website with just thousands of dick pics. We call it like "Dick Pics of Frisco" and three from Livermore. <laughs> like, do like yeah. a specific like. Oh, there's also <laughs> I'm getting one dick pic from like Minnesota. Why? Um, the pap smear joke I thought was super funny. Um, there's something play with the idea of like you having to pay them to do it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, you have yeah. to like pay them to finger you, and it's like, oh, why am I paying you to do this? Like that was funny. Um, yeah, I get it. it the uh, government pays for it because it's I'm on Medicare. 
Ah. Oh, hey, even better. <laughs> Trump is paying people to grab other people by the. Hey, Bye. so yeah. um, it's too many. He has to figure out other people to do it, guys. Um, <laughs> He's outsourcing it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Miralago too much. Um, the elevator gangbang story um, is good, and you rev up to it really beautifully, and your delivery of it's fun, and there's so much action happening. I think a nice way to cap that bit off is if you titled that story. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then blah, 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 and then the driver, blah, blah. And I call that story Typical Tuesday. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's good, but it's sort of just like just revs, ends. and I want yeah. like a hard like pfft, stop. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, great set. That was funny. I feel like I've given this note to a few people. It's not even a note. It's just like me being weird, where I'm like, hey, it'd be great if you slowed, but I really like how you're going so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so your energy is like really beautiful and really fun. And I was like, slow it down. But then like, especially when you got to the elevator gangbang thing, I was like, you know what? This pacing is like exciting. So, um, so take with that what you will. <laughs> yeah, I tried uh, to try to do like different, like slow in the beginning, fast at the end. I don't know. Like, there's certain bits where I do different pacing for. Totally, because like you definitely, like you know how to pace yourself. Because there were times when you knew how to like take that pause. There were times when you went a little slower. Um, and it was what I think I was writing slow it down during like one of your fast bits, and then like actually like the energy during like a bit where you. Oh no, I like your pacing. Cool. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Can I just say that I am so jealous that you thought of Suicide Selfie before me? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good album title. <laughs> it's, it's real, too, so you can check that out. Uh, no, one, no. Oh, okay. I yeah. really love the joke about uh, the gangbang porn and like how specific you are about the elevator. Because anybody who's watched gangbang porn knows like they're in the weirdest places. Oh, yeah. Um, so Amen. I almost feel like you could call the audience out. If they laugh really hard at that, it's like... Clearly, you also watch this with me. I don't know what right, that yeah. looks like, but I think it's. I think that could be kind of fun. Uh, cool. If yeah. you end up titling that gangbang bit, you can see like, and I call that story, um, you know, whatever, like having fun on the fourth floor. And then you could end your set with like a thanks, guys. If you like me, my name is Cass. Um, visit my website. It's a youporn.com <laughs> slash having fun on the fourth floor. Um, it might be a fun like callback that oh, you can okay, do. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Clap your hands together for Cass Inglesby. Your next comedian is the one responsible for painting all the stuff right now. He's a champion, and he's helping us out so much. And he is giving us just a steal for his labor, putting his labor into this place. Thank you so much. Clap your hands right now for Matthew Quirk. That's right, you useless millennials. I am functional. By the way, is there someone important here and I should be spitting gold bars instead of just little observations I have from We're all the same. We're all equals. Yeah. No one's better than anyone else. All right, then put that mic down. (laughs) So, uh, time for your weekly update of news events. You guys know me. So, uh, recently, the stock market had the largest plunge ever. Thanks, Obama. Actually, shut the fuck up. What kind of brat-ass kid are you anyway, Max? Okay, so, so he had the largest drop ever. Once again, Trump on top, right? The biggest, the hugest, the greatest, the bigliest, right? 
That's my man. Make it America great again. So anyway, Trump's had a lot of uh, going on lately. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with season two of Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency. But it has been moving right along. Trump recently took like full credit for all the airline safety that has happened during his administration. And uh, I don't know, I think that's a bit much. I think if there's one person, I mean just one person we could give credit for all the airline safety going on right now, wouldn't it be Osama bin Laden? I mean, clearly he's the guy. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, Trump's had a, you snowflakes. I mean, he had a little misspeaking the other day. You know, I don't know how many times I've had to tell him. It's pronounced Chitole countries. Chitole. It's a political term that means if this distraction doesn't work, break out a blonde chick. And right on cue, Stormy Daniels. You're welcome. So, anywho, uh, yeah, you snowflakes have been way too hard on him for a lot of things. I really agree on Trump with the whole shithole thing. I mean, we should have been allowed to curse on TV for years now, right? I mean, time to grow up on that subject. Am I right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah, uh, and I think you guys, uh, as a society, we missed the boat on Trump. Uh, uh, You know, we got to give him credit for his natural genius, I mean, if he was one of those do-something presidents, uh, currently we would be at nuclear war with the rogue nuclear state of Hawaii if he was actually being presidential. I mean, he's a birther. He honestly thinks Hawaii is another country. That's real, guys. And I just have one question for all those Hawaiians. Where the fuck were they running to? It's an uh, island, for Christ's sake. Thank you. Plus, I mean, do you guys know that they can fit all of the Hawaiian islands in the San Francisco Bay? Did you know that? Right, they can't. Learn geography, you fucking millennials. (laughs) Guy from Maui over here knows the facts. So anyway, I don't know what else I had to say. There's so much going on this week. I guess that's really it for now. Oh, other than, did you hear that the uh, Korean teams, the North and South Korea, are making like one hockey team? What could go wrong, right? It turns out uh, they both say pass the puck differently. Yeah, they have two different words. for the. They each have a different way of saying pass the puck. So everything should go smoothly for their gold medal run here in the Winter Olympics. All right, I guess that's it. Comments, I suppose. Matthew Quirk, everybody. Yay. Comments. Oh, sign of a perfect set. Oh, go on. Uh, uh, Matthew Quirk, right? Yes. Cool. You're super personable. You're super likable. Um, I think... (laughs) Hear that, Max? Likable. (laughs) I think... um, I don't know. It's hard to play more on the aggressive side because people feel like you're being aggressive, but you're, like, aggressive in a very, like friend way like it's like your friends at a bar and you're talking that way so I like the vibe you give off um, I thought Bigliest was really funny <laughs> um, I would do more fake words because his well, did he do Bigly or he did Bigly was his right Kofafe Bigly yeah yeah. I would make up huge more fake words <laughs> that he hasn't said yeah. so start with like huge Bigly Genormanominous you know what I mean <laughs> and then just keep on <laughs> digging down that hole 
Uh, because I think you ended with Big Leas, and I was like, oh, that's funny, but I don't do more. Uh, Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency edition, I thought was funny. I think you could do like a wordplay thing with like the ratings are down. Um, but now it's, you know, NC-17 or something. Oh, I forgot the State of the Union summarization. Oh. We're fucked. <laughs> Man. Hey, I have a question for you. Who is Stormy Daniels? Am I out of it? I'm I'm out of the... Yeah, so... Pam, Pam, Pam. You want to take it or... Sure. So, uh, Trump, while, uh, while uh, his current wife was giving birth, Trump was having a raw dog... Um, with a porn star. No, that was part yeah. of it. Uh, and he was and getting spanked with the Forbes magazine where he was on the cover. So oh. was his children on the cover of that yeah. Forbes magazine. Did we forget about him peeing on like the Russian hookers? That's well, old that's, news. That's old news. I can't new believe news. it's like, oh, and he peed the whole on thing, Russian hookers. And you think guys. I'm the dirtiest. So he paid right. her like $150,000 to shut up about it. because Oh, about, but he paid it for the sex too. No, no, no. This was the hush money through the lawyers, through two dummy corporations. Yeah, but she was a, she's a porn star, so having sex with her, you must have given her money for that. It's prostitution. Isn't that, isn't that the issue? Not if you film it, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. uh, so I, we don't know about that. I don't know about yeah. that, but the rest of it came out. But you really do give me all my news, yeah. Matthew Quirk. I really know what's going yeah. on in the world because of your jokes weekly, so thank you. I don't know if you touch on this, though, because it's not prostitution if it got filmed. That means out there there's a circulating sex tape. Yeah, Trump potentially. Uh, so anyway, this guy's a germaphobe apparently, but won't wrap it up with a with a prost- <laughs> with a porn star when he's cheating on his wife. Oh, well, I don't think we can find a condom small enough. I think yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. So that all bled into the fact that like uh, Ivanka or not Ivanka, that's uh, Melania, and he did not travel to the State of the Union together. She also didn't go with him to like one of the state visits, and it's like, yeah, why don't you take that porn star with you, buddy? Was the the meme under the face, yeah. her glaring Slavic <laughs> face. Anything cool? Uh, that was that was it for me. I, just the things that I liked. I liked uh, shithole a lot. Mm-hmm. I that down. I thought that was really funny. Um, Hawaiians, their country. Uh, where are they running to? I thought where are they running to was really funny. Um, I don't. Th- I think this is usable. I don't think it's super hacky. But like, if you threw in a tag of like, um, you know, Hawaii can fit. It, all the islands can fit in the San Francisco Bay, according to a study I just made up. <laughs> like, it's people do that, but I think it's uh, whenever you throw out a fact and it's like, what? I like to, I like those things where it's yeah. like, um, and this, I just made that up. This is a slightly more sophisticated audience, but most of the other times I bring that up, people are genuinely fooled that they're oh, like, really? they're really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so there are some not geniuses out there. Um, and the uh, one hockey team, uh, North and South Korea. Oh God! I, there's like, I want to like sit down with you for like an hour over coffee, and I just want to like think of like puns about that, like hockey Korean puns. Huh. Um, I also like puns a lot. Hey guys, good job, Matt hey. Quirk. Sorry, right, I got time tomorrow. Matthew Quirk, everybody. Oh my God! I just turned off the internet, and it came up again, and it says, "Do McDonald's French fries hold the key to curing hair loss?" What is it wrong not. with America? It does not. I've what tried. is fucking wrong with us? This is on MSN News, and it's the thing that's there. I am just so disappointed in our country. Uh, but not with your next comedian. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Richard Rea. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela. Uh, guys, I'm living with a roommate. Anyone else here have a roommate? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I hate to say it too, but my roommate, um, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah, she's kind of a bitch. And uh, people tell me I can't say that because technically she's my grandma or whatever. I don't play that. I call him like I see him. No, no one's going to make me keep my bread in the fridge. <laughs> Diane. Shit. Family, family's a trip. Family's a trip. I've been spending a lot of time with my family. I, uh, I, I was talking to my mom, and I was reminded of one time I was in fourth grade, right? My mom was taking me to school, and we were driving, and she gets real quiet all of a sudden. She, her eyes get all misty. She looks out over the bay, you know? And she just looks at me. She goes, you know, Rich, uh, some women weren't meant to be mothers. Now, what's fucked about that is she adopted me. So it's like, next time, just don't get a kid, dude. Like, it's not an act. I was cool. I didn't, you know, I didn't need a mom. I'm not, I'm not saying that having a dead mom is better than the mom that I got. Uh, but I am saying I'd probably be less into rough sex. Yeah. <laughs> no, I am adopted, guys. I'm a Mexican man um, who was raised by a black and Jewish woman. Yeah. So white colleges love me. <laughs> Check a lot of boxes for them. <laughs> They're like, you sure you're not gay too? Because like, we could <laughs> we can knock out a full set right now. It's like, I'll try. I'll try anything twice. I don't know. Uh, but I, 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 I'm from the Bay, I'm from Oakland, uh, right, rapidly gentrifying uh, city, and I have this internship there, right? I have this internship, I gotta walk around in a suit now. Worst part about wearing a suit is no one believes you when you say you don't have any change. <laughs> it's like, dude, this internship is unpaid, all right? Like, I am suffering just like you. And it's funny, because I'm, I'm, I'm wearing this suit, walking around downtown Oakland, but I'm still Mexican. Underneath it all, still Mexican, right? You know how weird it is to be walking around your hometown and have black and white people both yell at you, go home! Go back where you came from! It's like, I'm from here, dude! I don't know. I do not know. All right, guys, I think that's all I wanted to work out. I'm Ooh. open for notes, thank you. Richard Rea, bringing us a new form of racism. Yay! No, I, I enjoyed your, uh, that you're, it's bringing up the racism. We have to talk about it. It brings it up. I think it's very interesting and funny that you're under, underneath it all and still Mexican, but that you've got the, the suit. The suit looks great, by the way. Thank it's a good looking suit. Yeah. But it's, um, it was, yeah, yeah. But uh, really topical, good, your jokes, you're getting there. They're funny. I think there's, something with your delivery that I think that the writing is there right now but there's something about your delivery that I just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and you'll shake it out yeah uh, I, I like the bit about no uh, no change in yeah. the suit um, and you can you play with the idea of the unpaid internship and be like besides I just use credit cards can't you get one of those yeah. they give them to anybody you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 
Um, so when you said uh, some weren't, some women were meant to be mothers, or your mom said that, yeah. um, I think it's a good reveal when you're like, she adopted me. Uh, it'd be fun to hear about because adopting a kid is like hard. Like lists off all the tiny things. Like you needed this much money, you needed this check, you needed this check. Why did you go through all that? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think there's funny to <laughs> build true. that up. Yeah. Um, I like the dead mom, adopted mom, rough sex joke. Uh, don't be like, yeah, no, just like go for it. Yeah. Uh, cause it's funny. Um, not gay too is really funny. Yeah. Um, that was a really good joke. If you take on the point of view of you're trying to get into a college, um, cause right now the joke is college is really like me. But what if you looked at the joke and these are my selling points to get accepted in this college? Mm. Um, you could do the same joke, but you're trying to get in. And then you could add in something that's like, um, hey, I'll break my leg right now. You know, I can get in a wheelchair too. Ah, you a little bit of that cancer? Or you a little <laughs> bit of that cancer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like try to think of like more ways to be like a super minority um, and try to like acclimate those into who you are so you can like pitch yourself to this college. And, and you could and you could say that you're going to graduate school, but no one will believe you because you're Mexican. I'm sorry. So that's a time. That's time being. I'm trying to be funny. That was okay. Oh, I don't want to be offensive. I can't do. It. Yeah. Um, the worst part about wearing a suit, uh, no change. Um, you can throw in a line where it's like, uh, I dress like um, I add extra avocado, but I really just steal extra limes from the salsa more salsa bar. <laughs> like, um, what what does a suit say about you? And of course, it's going to be a little more highbrow, and then be like, "But really, I'm," and then list off lowbrow thing within the same word. Right. Um, you do something that reminds me of like, I don't know, me maybe like five, six years ago, and that I think when I like started doing stand up, I thought it was very, I like performed like how I thought stand up was. Mm. Um, so I think you're doing like little like the. And these aren't bad things. We're doing like the smirks and like the, I'm going to be presentational with my jokes, jokes and my cadence is going to be like this. Right. Um, I would say try to watch, you can do a couple things. Slow your stuff down a lot um, and just purposely go slow. Uh, leave the mic in the stand because anytime I hold the mic, I typically get a little more active. But when I want to slow down, if I'm just holding it there, I'm like, oh, I got to go slower. Um, maybe like try, you know what? Do you watch a lot of stand up? Yes. Don't for like two weeks. Yeah. Because um, whenever, like, when I started watching a lot of Bill Burr, I started like yelling a lot more on doing stage. It, yeah. yeah. Um, I like Emo Phillips, and I remember I would watch a bunch of Emo Phillips clips, and then I would like perform or like do a set or something, and I would like act weirder. Yeah. Um, I was definitely trying to emulate what they were doing. Um, don't watch stand up and see like organically what happens. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, I think you're being really, really presentational. Think of it, um, presentation versus connecting to an audience. Mm -hmm. Like you're not presenting your jokes. You're creating a connection of like, we're all laughing for this. So, um, don't be a performer, be the friend. Um, huh. don't be the person displaying something. Be the person who is like, you know, the homie. Um, just cause yeah, you're, it, it's something that I think we all went through. Uh, but I could tell you're like trying to perform it. Like, no, mm. you're just telling jokes. But yeah, great set. I liked it a lot. Thank you. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that shit about like you being a like that's all 100 percent real, right? Yeah. That's fucking. People are just naturally interested in that. Like, yeah. um, I think one actual tag I'd throw on it is like if if you're gay, you're like 
you're like a college royal flush or th- like there's yeah. something yeah. where yeah. Um, you're just like the ideal option for them. Yeah. That's like a, that's like the college he got. They put you on the brochure. Yeah. <laughs> like they need you for the brochure. With I am the moms. brochure motherfucker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't know if this can work or is your style, but I think there could be something funny about even though your mom is black and Jewish, you can't say the N word. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Since you were adopted, you also can't say like beaner. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're like the perfect mix that can do any yeah. of the things. Wow. Get all of it. Can't yeah. say anything. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll start with this down. Um, give your grandma a weird, weirder name. Yeah. Diane yeah. is funny, but if it was like Esther. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like What's give it? her like a nice old lady name. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice old lady Jew name too, that yeah. Esther thing. Oh yeah, oh Esther's yeah. a good old lady Jew name. Oh that's funny. Yeah. That's that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Esther Jones. Yeah. Clap your hands together, he had a great Thanks. set, yeah. Richard Mayer. Yeah. All right, let's move along to your next comedian. He's a very funny man. Comes to us all the way from Japan originally, and he lives here now. But uh, clap your hands wildly for toothbrush. Who's up, my ninja? <laughs> She always works for some reason. Um, man, um, um, I think if you are black, you would understand where I'm coming from. And I'm not saying that this is because um, Black History Month. Um, I'm talking about Asian people don't know how to drive. Uh, that I've been trying to protect my people and kind of like, oh, fuck me over. I got joked that uh, saying, oh, how come you never seen Asian people person in a car insurance commercial? <laughs> Being like denial. And uh, that happened today. It was a good day. And uh, uh, this car just flying the intersection, running to the pole just for no reason. I'm like, God damn, what I just saw, right? <laughs> And uh, this fucking Asian bitch came out from the car. I'm like, yeah, this just fucking rap. She was bleeding and everything. I didn't even feel sorry for her. She, she, just, mad. she just made me mad, man. <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's true. Asian people don't know how to drive. Yeah, you were right. Fuck it. It's just anger, man. It's coming from me. <laughs> Just had to express. Ah, uh, man. Uh, recently, I called out my best friend who I grew up with. Uh, he's a gay. Um, he wears like you know, like one of those like sexy chun you can see through the jungle, or whatever. And like mini scars and put the makeups on everything. Like we wear tube top. I'm like, you gay. I mean, you my boy and everything, man. You, you gay. I was like, no, I'm not gay. Like, why? The problem we have in this conversation was that he's rich. He's just extremely rich. He's like a fucking poorest, you know, Illuminati who's just being cheap, trying to get in a club for free. He's that type. He can't afford anything. Like, he got a cars. That's what he said, yeah, just because I could afford it, 
You call me gay? You think Prince was a gay? I'm like, nah, nah, he ain't no gay. He got a beautiful woman. I seen him once. He got like women's, like 20 women's in the party, like a private party. I seen him. He ain't no gay. So now why you call me gay? That was a problem. <laughs> but I mean, since we grew up together, I know how he eats ice cream. <laughs> That's a perfect timing right there. You know, he got he got the look when he got look going on when he eats ice cream. You don't need to look at me cuz we ain't talking. But he gave me a look still. And he eats ice cream. I'm working on that. <laughs> uh recently I recently got married, just got married. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. I'm extremely happy. <laughs> Why are you all laughing? <laughs> I, okay, I got married because I got a DUI, okay? I got to find out to get around. <laughs> My wife is just bitching about it. She hates it because I go everywhere she goes. She be like, leave me alone. I'm going to go to work. I be like, let me roll with you. You go to work? Let me roll with you. You got a nice gym at the work. Let me work in. Okay. I guess it's my time. Thank you. I've been toothbrush. Toothbrush! Toothbrush! Hey! I think uh, the... My ninja joke works because you're uh, someone we actually think could be a ninja. Yeah. uh, I can't get away. Also, I can't get away with that shit. If you're really, like, you're married or is that for the joke? Huh? It doesn't matter. If your wife, if you have a wife for now and you made it up for the joke, uh, it'd be, it's funnier too after you rant about Asian drivers that your wife, you're like, fighting. she's also an Asian driver. Okay. I'm listening. No, I'm not. <laughs> Asian drivers suck and I got this DUI. Now I got to ride with my wife and she's an Asian driver too. It wasn't the, it wasn't a joke. I was just expressing my feeling. <laughs> I just had to do it. I'm like a bitch that's what you get. Um I liked uh oh god, you're a really great storyteller. Um it's fun to watch you. I think you can do something where it's like um you never see Asians uh in car commercials. Insurance commercial, yeah. But sometimes you'll see Asians in car insurance commercials because You do? I never seen it. Which one? Ah, uh, just lie. Oh, okay. Like, you fucking liar. <laughs> I thought I did my research. Because <laughs> the joke would be like, you'll never see them in car commercials because they're bad drivers. But the only car commercials they're in is the insurance commercials because they all need insurance because they're all bad drivers. We own the bitch and we don't want to embarrass ourselves. Um, that was a punchline, <laughs> actually. That was good. I think uh, you could do something where it's like, um, my friend said, uh, I said to my friend, you're gay. And he's like, no, I'm not gay. Or, well, he actually said, no, I'm not gay. Like, you could do something where he's, like, uh, doing a gay okay. thing while he's saying he's not gay. I think that's where he was trying to get to with the ice cream, is that yeah, if a man licks ice cream in front of you, <laughs> it's, like, a really gay thing to do. Right? Is that what you were getting at? Like, because if you're licking ice cream, it's like licking a dick on a hot day. <laughs> yeah. Mimic yeah. licking the microphone, uh, like the way that he would lick the ice cream. Not like actually lick the microphone. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, show us how gay it is. Do an act out. 
Because <laughs> yeah. that's a fun, I thought the funniest part of that whole joke is you kept going, gay? I had a gay? You were like saying it in a special way that just, you just kept saying it. And I was like, okay, this is getting funny. Because you just kept, oh, that gay? I got, I got, I got to listen to it. I got a couple. I did a couple times. So. It's good. It worked at some time. It didn't. So I must have done wrong or something. I don't know. I thought it was good. I think it'd be funny for the ice cream joke if you said, um, he doesn't get chocolate. He doesn't get strawberry. He only gets vanilla, and he always asks for a side of salt. Like, try to make it as okay. sexual I, as I, possible. Oh wow! I, I know where you're going with that. You know what I mean? And then the last. You're Mexican. Have, I'm half Mexican. Yeah. Okay. You cochino. Uh, I'm a cochine. You, 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 you don't get it. Okay. Nasty. <laughs> um, the last thing I have is uh, I think you could do a funny line where it's like um, my Uber driver hates it when I call her my wife. <laughs> like okay. if you're okay. like you married this person, but the person's just an Uber driver. Okay. Because um, that's how I have to get around. But yeah, it was a good set. I like listening to you. I think your, your pacing is really good. Thank like, you. You're very like... Um, like your your cadence, like the way you talk, it like you like keep on ha- like I just I keep on like leaning in. Like while I was watching, Ooh. I was kept on doing this. Like, oh okay. So it's yeah, like I liked it. okay. I liked it a lot. Clap your hands wildly, everybody! It's two Thank you. We have one last comedian here tonight on the joke workshop before uh, heading out to delirium. Uh, Warhol Kaufman has booked a show that I'm hosting, even though he's going to be there. I'm like, all right, so that sounds great to me. Uh, before we get to your last comedian, I want to thank a very special person in the booth today. Uh, Arden is here, and he, yes. And uh, when the stream goes down, he's just incredibly helpful, and he's a really great asset to the station. He's figured out the GoPro stuff, and he's amazing. And he just gave me one of his hoodie sweatshirts, so I get to wear him around town. I can't wait. I love them. You guys should buy them. They're 40 bucks. Uh, support Arden and all the things he's doing. And your next comedian. What a fine, young, upstanding individual this is. Came all the way late from work. And uh, what a funny, funny, wonderful person. Has a show here every Sunday called Old Soul Radio from 10 to midnight. Clap your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. So um, I'm an activist and a comedian, which are two very hard things to combine. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, <laughs> it stops me from following certain people on Instagram because I'm an activist. Like, I would love to follow just tons of porn stars all the time and just, there's just titties unloaded every single day, but I'm scared no one's gonna take my protest seriously. You know? You know what I'm saying? Um, I, uh, <laughs> So I, I performed at the show at the Battery. I don't know if you guys know what that is. This is a very like upscale, nice ass social club, and um, I did really well. It was like the best set I've had in a very long time. But uh, I ended up getting head in the green room after the show. Thank you. But there was a camera inside the green room, and so the host of the show, who I can't actually say on this microphone. Uh, is currently arguing back and forth with me right now via text, just like, dude, like, I could lose my shit, I could lose my whole show up there, like, it's not good. And he asked me, like, exactly what I did when I was when I was getting head from her, and uh, basically, it was on this table that we all ate on right before the show started. So there's a video of us eating together, and then me 
struggling to have sex with this woman because I couldn't get hard too. So there's just this whole conversation in black and white, just me trying to explain why I'm flaccid in this moment. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah. So the reason I said that I'm an activist before that is because I'm scared of like me having a sex tape come out and then it's just like activist comedian Mike Evans can't get it up for this fat girl in this green room. It was really tough. My life is my life is hard. Uh, I just came from work right now. I work at a spin cycle class, um, which you could guess I'm the only one who looks like me in the spin cycle class. Uh, everybody else is very white and sweaty and in tights. And um, I don't know, like sometimes the girls try to come up to me and give me a hug. I'm like, ah, me, you know, Oprah's trending right now. I can't really give you a hug. You know, like I'm still trying to get over the whole I'm still a fan of Louis C.K. thing. Like I can't. It's just too soon. It's just way too soon to do anything. But um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but that sex tape though, I'm I'm really I'm kind, I'm actually pretty nervous about that sex tape coming out. Like I've sent dick pics to a bunch of my ex girlfriends in the past, but I've always made them creative. I've always like because I know how to do Photoshop, so I would Photoshop like my dick and replace it with my head, and then put my head down there, so that when she sends it to people, like you know, it's just funny, right? Funny or just weird. This guy, he's like, no, that's just fucking weird, man. <laughs> you just, you have problems. But, um, but yeah, so uh, if I ever do make it up there and that sex tape does come out, you guys will know. You guys will have heard it first right here. Um, yeah. One minute left. Uh, hmm. I had a threesome with two white girls on Martin Luther King Day. So I feel like I'm living out his dream directly, you know? I feel like when Martin Luther King was writing that speech, for a second he was like, I'm gonna get some white pussy after this, legally, right? Because he was fucking around. That's the whole thing about Martin Luther King is that he was just, he was going in. He was fucking, he was a human being. I think that's what people try to forget about political figures is that they're humans. Um, all right, well, that's that's me. But if you want to see me do stand-up, again, I'm performing at Punchline tomorrow night at uh, Crypto's Comedy Cypher. I left a, a flyer right there, and I will look just as sweaty as I do now. Thank you. Mike Evans Jr., yay! So I laughed so hard, and I fucked up because you said too soon, but I was thinking you said me too. Because the movement's called me too. And then I thought that, because you were, it was just, I thought that you were being like ironic and funny about, because you were talking about the feminism and misogyny, all that stuff. So I thought you said, so I was like, ah, but you said too soon. And for some reason, I heard the two and thought me too, which is that hashtag bullshit. I like I still I still like Louis C.K. I'm a bad feminist now. I still you know I know. I like so. him too, and Aziz, and Pulp Fiction, but not you know, not Harvey though. That, that's no, no, Harvey's too far. Yeah, he's a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, hey, I like your set. Um, I think the uh, the porn star, the following porn star is an Instagram joke. Um, one way you can uh, possibly like just think of it differently it's great the way it is but um what are the limits of porn versus activism like i can watch anal and support feminism but i can't watch bdsm and still be good on greenpeace you know what i mean <laughs> like what are like what porn is too far because everyone watches porn like oh can i only watch like white and black porn before I watch latino porn oh so what are the lines there um I like the head in the green room story a lot. 
It's a uh, real story. Like I'm really like it's not even a joke. I was just wondering how that would be on stage, but yeah. It's good. Yeah. I think if you fake it and you say uh, she gave you head on the table and then you guys ate, it would be funny because there's like oh, yeah, more definitely. stakes there. You know what I, I mean? I like that. I like that better. Um, because you want like. Obviously, you can, you can fuck with the story. And other people eating on that table. That's why they would be pissed at you, is yeah. that they're like, we ate off that table. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, don't even get into the flask and be like, yeah, came all over. She rubbed off herself on the table. She squirted on the table. And then uh, we had McDonald's on it. And then they brought a coup de tape platter. And they brought an appetizer platter. And the owner um, ate on it. And then, um, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, really, like, make it make it gross. Yeah. Make it funny. Make one of those, like, you know, Japanese restaurants that, like, heat up the table for food. Ah, so it's, like, yeah. <laughs> the food's are like, simmering in my cum or something. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, those were great. Um, the threesome with two white girls on MLK Day. Oh, that's so funny. I can't think of another. I would throw in another, like, that's, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of another one. But if you happen to think of it, cool. It's like funny as it is, but I think it's uh, like you can like you can fuck with that a little bit more. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, great set, man. It was Thanks. fun to watch you a lot. I think Appreciate to make it. that joke even funnier, you gotta like mention explicitly the host's name. Ah, okay. Uh, okay, I'm seeing him tomorrow too, actually. But yeah, <laughs> first time seeing him since it happened. So we'll honestly, see. I find the flaccid part, like the all the self-deprecation, though, to be honestly quite funny. And and if as a comic with your material, I think that could be what, you know, offsets your career. It'll be that sex tape. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the sex tape. If you go with the flaccid <laughs> thing, um, hold the mic, like hold it by the cord, maybe two foot feet down, or maybe hold it like one foot down and have that be your dick, but then like describe it more and keep on making it longer. Yeah. Like while you're doing the bit, be like, yeah, I just couldn't get it up. And then like, just keep on until like the dick is just super big. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Without the mic, you know. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. it could work. Yeah. So for the porn thing, uh, what about making like a, another account, like that you have like a double? I do have life, another like account. Your, your, point, your porn life and then your uh, activism comedy life. It's my you also, I like, I really like, cause how old are you? Like 25, 26? Uh, 23. 23. Oh Ouch. damn, you're young. Pain. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm 27. And I still say sex tape, and you said sex tape, but VHSs aren't really a thing. Um, but I like how you said it because it's, I don't know, it almost made me feel like more connected with you, even though there is like a four year age gap. So I was like, no one says sex tape anymore. Oh, he's a sex tape? Nah, he's, he's my people. He's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I thought it was funny. Yeah. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. That was Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so this has been Joke Workshop for tonight. You can join me at Delirium. We're going to head on over there right now for a show. And go see Mike Evans Jr. tomorrow night at Punchline with Equipto's Big Night Out. Also, Larry Dorsey Jr. on that. And Guatemoc. Yes. Some of my favorite people are on that show. Uh, everybody go to the Punchline tomorrow night. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> Oh, super, super thanks to Eric Escobar. Look him up on hey. Facebook. Be friends with him and like his comedy and see him when he's down in L.A. Okay, bye, everybody. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship. 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. 
So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special, a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section 
is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com You want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar, come take a seat at Asiento. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Big dogs, you gotta fight niggas. You sleep outside in your shit. It's cold. You gotta, like, every time something breaks in the house, you have to maybe get shot first. Okay, that's my bit on dogs. Um. Oh. Oh, I'm also really shitty at my actual jobs. So I'm a food delivery guy to techies, to tech offices. And I work at a spin cycling class in the hate, also training techies. So I'm from San Francisco, but I'm literally feeding and making the techies stronger. Like, I feel like an asshole. Like, I'm in there, and it's, it's, it's awful. Both my bosses want to fire me, though, because I'm really shitty as an employee. I show up 30 minutes late to work every day, but they think I'm funny, so it, it all works out. Um, 
working at a spin cycling class is a little tough for me too because I watch a lot of gym porn and in gym porn, it's the same setting like at work, but they fuck each other. And that's totally not what happens at the place that I work, but I'm waiting, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. The reason I'm a shitty employee is because uh, when you work at a shitty job, your boss cares about the job way more than you care about the job. And I didn't realize that. I thought everybody was like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. We're feeding techies. Like, why does anybody even care? It's not like they're like going starving or anything. Like, I, I don't know. I drop meals and shit for, you know, for pride. All right. With everything going on in the world, like this thunderstorm outside, been trying to get a grasp on like people's perceptions. I'm like, hey, how do you feel about like Trump and shit? With old people, I realize they're all super chill about it. They're all just like, you know, history repeats itself. But what the fuck do I do with that information? What history, should I prepare for slavery? Like, I don't, that's not, it's not helpful for our next generation. And I get jealous of kids younger than me because <laughs> their whole perception, they don't have to give a fuck. They just know shit's bad. That's all they can do is just keep watching cartoons and don't have to fight about it. But my age, just graduated college, the Black Panthers, fucking hella activists in general for like, anti-war have all been my age. So it's literally our responsibility. So that's fucking terrifying. This shit right here could happen every day for the rest of our lives because the adults fucked it up. All right, my name is Mike. Mike Evans Jr. Part confessional, part blah, blah, blah. I love it. I think you just need to keep calling back to the opportunistic thing. I think with the little dogs, like you could.